Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Carla Lynn Hall and her friends and family. I want this to be the best year ever for all our friends worldwide. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the hour to empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into to Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You'll want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. Indeed, your best year ever. Folks, today is Friday the 13th. You could decide if you want to make this your best day of the year or have it be your worst day of the year. It all depends on how you feel about the superstitions and whether it's something that concerns you or something you laugh off. The information that I got about the facts and the history behind the popular superstitions was posted by Trey A. Green. Uh, He's a reporter for the International Business Times, and I'm going to be discussing them with our most outrageous guest, our most fan guest, one of our most popular guests, Carla Lynn Hall. Carla, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. It's always fun to be back on your show. (laughs) 
and I know that you're home today. Is that because you don't even want to leave the house because it's the 13th, or, or it just happens that you're there to uh, work with us with the show today, and then you're going out to get under those ladders and make sure there's a few <laughs> black cats in your path? What is it for you, Carla Lynn Hall? Well, today I am lucky to be home and comfortable and very, actually quite comfortable and, and doing what I want to do. And I, I think it's a very lucky day. And later on I will be performing with my musical partner, Curtis, so it just makes it really convenient for me to take care of what I need to, you know, take care of what I need to at home and then go off to our show. It's a very wonderful, auspicious day, and I can't wait to tell you why. And I think that with your show today, you should have at least 13 songs. <laughs> <laughs> we have more than that. <laughs> you got to give a little recognition to the 13, that number. So, folks, from horseshoes to rabbit's feet and black hats, superstitions come in many forms. But Defy Superstition Day was created to offer people the chance, at least for 24 hours, to overcome the superstitions in their lives. Friday the 13th is a day usually filled with weary strolls around ladders. I didn't say under, I said around ladders. <laughs> Cautious avoidance of any acts historically defined as bad luck. But in honor of Defy Superstition Day today, throw caution to the wind and take your fears head on. This is all about challenging the superstitions you may be letting control your life. And to help you tackle your anxiety, we have a little background on the origins of some of the best-known superstitions worldwide. From horseshoes to black hats and broken mirrors, you can surely set aside one of the superstitions below, at least for the day. And if you're too scared to stick with your superstition-free lifestyle, come tomorrow you'll know exactly what tools to use to maximize your luck again. Okay, so let's go through them, and I want to hear your take on them. Horseshoes. Due to horseshoes having seven holes in them, a number that is considered lucky and divine, many people associate them with good fortune. According to the Arizona Republic, the iron in horseshoes was also considered to possess magical abilities, allowing the horseshoes to devour evil spirits that attempt to haunt your dreams. So one of the counterproposals is to do the things that are known to bring luck as well. Have you ever heard that one about horseshoes? Yes. Yes, I have. And what would you like to say about that? Well, I suppose I have a lot to say about superstitions in general, but I guess I would say that that probably is good luck, but I wouldn't say that it's necessarily superstitious because I have a better understanding of what that's all about. So I would say, yes, it is. It's believed to be good luck, but it's it's not necessarily a quote-unquote superstition. What's your next one? Okay, and I haven't heard much about that, so uh, I wanted to share popular ones and some others because given it's a worldwide show, you never know who's familiar with what, who adheres exactly. to what. Friday the 13th, the superstition of Friday the 13th has been around since the 19th century. Many theories surround its creation, but the stigma surrounding the day remains, leaving many to lay low on the supposedly cursed date. I lay low on today. <laughs> Why take a chance? You're going out and you're going to perform before a huge, huge crowd. Do you have any fear of the people in your audience giving you a hard time? Oh, no, no. I, I would imagine that today is the day that I would like a lot of people to be there and for a lot of people to enjoy the music that Curtis and I are providing. And it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful night because, in fact, because it is Friday the 13th. Because Friday the 13th is actually a good luck day. It's been a, it's been considered a bad luck day even longer than the date that you that you mentioned. It's been around so long. People don't even know why they consider it a, a and I think it's important. You know, when we feel like oh Friday the 13th is a bad day, it's a bad luck day. Do you know why? 
Do you question why? I think it's important for us to question why. And I don't mean to be political or militant about it today, but I really believe that we should look at the the, the the history of these dates and these quote-unquote bad luck things, and then we'd see where they're actually considered good luck. So, okay, keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm all well, I want to say now, something about, mm-hmm. about that. Uh, with Friday the 13th, I believe that what you think about, you bring about. So if yes. you're like Carla and you're thinking good thoughts and today's going to be a lucky day for me, that is the way to go because what you're thinking you're putting out there in the universe and that's what you will attract so that's a really good lesson think good thoughts create good things number three bird droppings though most would only see it as a sign of an aggressive bacterial invasion on their clothing in many countries a bird pooping on you or your property is a sign of good luck and possible future riches so you might want to look at the potential benefits the next time a bird mistakes you for a walking poo target. <laughs> <laughs> I have an opinion on that one. <laughs> of course I, you do. That's why you're on the show. You have an opinion on everything. Right, if true. I were to do a show on what Carla doesn't have an opinion on, it would be a 10-minute show. It would be it would be shorter than that. <laughs> well, I have heard that that story or that that belief that if a bird poops on you, that's good luck. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that's just something that people tell you to make you feel better. <laughs> that's what I think. Like when they also say uh, to brides, when they tell brides when it's raining, like all the brides that have, you know, they have this, this outdoor wedding plan. And then it rains. And I think, you know, maybe someone's mother or someone's grandmother, they'll turn to the bride and they'll say, oh, don't you know, honey, that rain on your wedding day is good luck? I mean, what else are they going to tell her, you know? So I kind of feel that's the same way with the with the bird poop, that people are just trying to make you feel better because you just got pooped on by a bird. Interesting <laughs> take on that. Uh, where I see that most times is that on the windows of cars. That's where I've seen it manifest. Uh, mostly where I've seen it is right there where you're looking at the window. There it is that those um, bird droppings. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, I, I love your take on things. Another way to look at it. We can do a show. Another way to look at things by Carla Lynn Hall. <laughs> a black cat. That's, I mean, that I would say is probably the most popular songs, poems, movies, and numerous last-minute Halloween customs have been devoted to this timeless superstition. It is believed that if a black cat crosses your path, it is bad luck. That idea was first introduced in the Middle Ages when it was thought that single women, usually of older ages, who were in close quarters with cats were believed to actually be witches who could Mm -hmm. transform themselves into the felines. This then led to the idea that a black cat walking in your path could possibly be a witch in disguise. Very creepy. But what's interesting about this superstition, it's an all-year superstition. It's not just Friday the 13th. Okay. I'm ready to bash that one in right away. I cannot wait. You know what, Joyce? I hope, I really hope I see a black cat today. I would pick up that black cat and I would I would just I would rub it until it purred and I'd say all kind of sweet wonderful things to that black cat and say oh you beautiful black cat oh give me some love oh I love you that's what I would do if I saw a black cat today because in originally black cats were considered to be good luck to like before Christianity now here here's where all the politics start before actually before organized religion not even just uh Christianity but also before Judaism before uh Islam before any of those organized religions came to be humans worshiped you know the, the earth the earth's mother mother earth they believed that a woman was the one who created the earth because they saw women giving birth, they saw women producing milk and feeding the child. Therefore, it seemed very logical in those early days, those prehistoric days, that a woman was the creator of of, of the world. So that, that became sort of a, a goddess. So that was sort of our first 
sort of goddess, so that goddess religion, sort of pagan, um, nature-based, that, that's where all of that comes from. And apparently a black cat was considered sacred. The black cat was considered sacred to the goddess. And also, you know, when you have women of a certain age or any age, you know, if she's living by herself, at least she's, what's wrong with having a cat? You know, I, I don't think necessarily that these women are, are turning to cats, but they're keeping themselves company. And if the cat happens to be black, you know, it's a good luck thing. It's not a bad luck thing at all. But when organized religion that were, you know, run by the men, the patriarchs, uh, came to power, they did a lot of things such as create these 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 evil stories to turn uh, to turn these old stories on their head. So, for example, Friday the 13th was actually a good luck day to the goddess as well as black cats. So when, when the quote-unquote men came into power, the first thing they did was to turn everyone away from the goddess. And they did that by changing the things that were considered to be good luck into bad luck. So it – and, and – the thing is, that was before uh, people were writing. That was before written history. So all we know now, what's what's written, are you know Christianity, uh, Judaism, uh, you know Islam, like all of those different things that have all the different religions that have like written history. They they are the ones that stay. But when you have religions like the goddess religion that that no longer have people you know to really talk about it aside from fossils that are found. You know, people don't even really remember why they feel that way about black cats. Okay, so black cats, I love you. I hope I see one today. Uh, what I want to say about that, I, I've never been a cat person, per se. I've always had dogs. Uh, mm-hmm. My dogs are white, pure white, Maltese terriers, the ones that weigh about 12 pounds, pure mm-hmm. white. Now, what's funny regarding cats is my family, my friends, all of them have that have cats, they're always black. They all have black yes. cats. And when I'm with their home and with these black cats, I'm petting them, I'm liking them, I'm enjoying them. This is really true. But on the street, if a black cat crossed my path, I would be freaked out. So it is funny that I have mixed emotions about the black cat. But I must say, just like the little white dogs that I've had, I like little pure white cats. Uh, kudos to you, Sandra Hoopa, for your little white adorable cat who I haven't met, but I've seen enough pictures posted. Uh, I love the little white animals. They just seem so pure and cuddly. It's so hard to keep clean, I would imagine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Okay, and these are all things about, you know, circumventing the superstition and the bad things of the 13th. So how about something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue? The well-known wedding tradition is believed to have been created during the Victorian uh, era, according to CNN. The older gift is said to represent continuity, and the new item is a symbol of hope and the couple's future. The borrowed item is for happiness, and the blue item is said to bring love, purity, and fidelity to the newlyweds' relationship. So much for that tradition, given our more than 50% divorce rate. Well, I'm a romantic, Joyce. You know, and I, I, you know, people are who they are, and and I, I, I definitely have seen life cycles of, of marriages, you know, shorten over the years. So I, 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 I still love that practice. It's something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. I still love that, and and even if the 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 couple doesn't doesn't last, I don't want to blame it on. Um, you know those those gifts that they that they received or that the bride received on the day of her wedding, but I would say that those those things are that symbolism. You know, that, that I love that, and that was probably part of those. I don't know. I guess it was that that pre-Christian or nature-based kind of things where it's almost like folk magic, where these different things, something borrowed, something blue, they represent something else. They correspond to something else. <laughs> And that's a little bit of, of maybe wedding day magic that people do, and they probably don't even know about why they do it. So, again, you know, when, when we find ourselves doing these things, whether they're good or whether they're bad, sometimes it, 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 it can be very interesting and mind-blowing 
to look it up, to go to Google and find out why do we do that? What does it mean? Because it could be something that you don't even agree with. So, you know, don't let these things rule your life if you don't like them. But then again, something like the something borrowed, something blue, you know, tradition, that could be something really beautiful because you might have something from your grandmother, you might have something from your best friend, and all of these different elements I think are are wonderful additions to a bride's day. So I love that. I love that tradition. I am right with you on that one. Fully agree. I think they're wonderful traditions. And like you said, it could be positive. It could be negative for some, positive for some, but also it could be neutral, third option, Mm -hmm. where you just don't have an opinion one way or another. But I particularly like that option. And, you know, I love the people that make sure they give you that bar blue old new thing uh, to be a part of, you know, your ceremony. So I'm with you on that one. Crossing your fingers, that's a gesture most people learn early on as a sign of good luck and sending positive vibes towards something in the future. This sign was used during Christian persecution in ancient times so that believers could identify other believers. On the less wholesome side, the gesture has also been adopted to identify and excuse the act of telling a white lie. Definitely not the most positive evolution of the action. That's how we know it since kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's so true. That's right. Oh yeah, you know, I was I was at the store, you know, or whatever you said. Oh yeah, was deep. I love that dress on you. <laughs> you know, I don't know right, 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 right. Oh man. Yeah, I haven't but done that lately. But by definition, it's a white lie. It's not a big, bad, black lie. Well, that's true. See, well, that's also that kind of like, you know, that that, that invisible racism. And that's a whole other Joyce Berry show, but we don't have to get into that now. But, yeah, why is white good and black bad? It's not necessarily the case. It's just, you know, that that's, it's, again, it's those things that we don't even think about. We take things for granted because we hear them over and over and over again. So question, everyone, question. Question why we do the things that we do. Seek and you shall find the answers. Uh, Hi to Mary Lou, who in the chat room could sing you back. Uh, Why don't you let us know what your superstitions are, if any, and we'll discuss those as well. Uh, Welcome to the chat room. Okay, next is... The number 13, that has been associated with bad luck for ages, leading many to take some pretty dramatic precautions to avoid the number. From architects designing buildings without 13th floors to people adding items to register totals that end in 13 cents, the number continues to strike worry and fear into superstitious individuals around the world. Uh, I'm sure many of you are familiar with the building that goes from floor 12 to floor 14. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're absolutely right. And it's funny you should say that because I was writing a I had like a, a document yesterday that I was working on, and the date should have been for today, but I did it for the 14th because it was for a man. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it's the 13th, as I said before, is really a good luck number. You know, it's considered uh, a sacred number, a good luck number to the goddess and those in those pre-Christian religions. And uh, But people are still, still, still so very... Uh, scared of it, and they don't know why. And again, it's like, ask yourself why. Why are you superstitious? Because think about it. When you think about all of the traditions that you're saying that people might do if they're trying to avoid bad luck on a, on a day such as Friday the 13th, think about all the stuff that people are doing for nothing, for nothing. What about the people who are doing all of this stuff and it's and nothing happens to them? Or on the opposite end, the people who believe that, like their 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 belief system is so strong that they expect for bad things to happen, and therefore they do. So again, it, it all comes down to our brains and, and thinking for ourselves and saying, why is thirteen considered bad luck? Why? Don't just accept it. Question. Question everything. That is my that, – that, that's the only thing I say today. Just question. Question everything. Okay, Joyce. All right, what's the next one? 
<laughs> but I never questioned why I have you on the show. That answer is readily apparent. But it's a good, it, it is a good idea always if you're curious, if you're concerned to ask that question. What about wishing on a star? That's another thing we've done from early on in life. And the origins of the superstition of wishing on the first star that you see in the evening or night sky remains cloudy. But some believe it may be a hybrid of similar ancient superstitions, such as the Greeks' belief that stars were the falling souls of humans, and it was good luck to wish on them. That makes sense to me. I mean, you know, when you think about, we think about astrology now, but astronomy and astrology were very close back in those days. Like in those more ancient days, we had a lot of Greek astrologers and, um, and, and, and Egyptians, you know, they were, they were very in tune with, with what was going on in the night sky. And, they we were a more agrarian society, so people were doing things based on what was going on, like in the moons and the stars and the constellations that were showing up, and the different things that happened in different times of the year. And we don't really pay attention to that as much anymore. But back in those days, people looked up all the time. So that belief that seeing a falling star is somehow meaningful, you know, in in those in that those astrology circles. That is what they believed. So, I mean, I don't know. I like the idea, so why not? If I see if I see a a, a, a falling star, yes, I'm going to wish on it because I don't want to waste it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I think but that's definitely one of those ancient um, ancient practices that we don't even know why we still do it. Uh, but uh, that was another one, like I remember very early on as a, as a child to go out, you know, when we were out at night, you see that first star and you want to make a wish. So that is, again, not particularly something that, oh, it's Friday the 13th, I'll go wish on a star, it's whenever. That's right. a whenever kind of thing. Next, mm-hmm. oh, well, looking at, you know, I'm thinking about this list, a lot of them are whenever. For example, breaking a mirror. Break a mirror and you're stuck with seven years of bad luck, says this well-known superstition. Though there aren't any solid leads to the history behind this myth, some attribute the superstition to the idea that mirrors are thought to be soul-sucking devices and that when you break a mirror that traps souls negatively or alter your luck. I think that's true. I mean, and, and, I mean, wait, I don't, I don't think that's true. I mean, I think that that's what people believe. Like, it's true that people believe that. Let me, let me, let me uh, clarify that. I do believe that people believe that, and I think that that might have something to do with, like, I, I mean, like, I, I don't know, but I just have a feeling from what I have researched or what I have read about it, I feel that that might be some other kind of folk magic. Uh, Thing from the past that we don't know the whole story. You know, it's kind of like the game telephone. You know, you tell someone something, and then they tell someone something, and they tell someone something, and by the time it comes back around, it sounds nothing like what you said. Well, this is similar to any, even these superstitions in general. It's something that happened years and years and years and, you know, thousands of years ago. So here it is. It's like telephone over the generations. So by the time you're left with them, we don't even really know what the other sections of, of the story are. So, I mean, it makes sense that people would think that, that, you know, your souls are trapped in the mirror, but the whole broken thing and, and you know, people do things with mirrors and, and I, I think, I don't know, I, I, Joyce, I just kind of feel like it's, there's some kind of like, there's some kind of witchy history that has to do with that. So I, I, I probably, even though I don't understand and don't totally know the difference, I just don't want to break a mirror just because I don't want to break a mirror. But yeah, probably for that reason as well. But I wouldn't call. But if one were to break, I wouldn't say that I'd I'd feel that I was doomed. I, I'd be okay with that. But I'd be like, oh, I broke a mirror. <laughs> well, I don't know anyone that'll break a mirror on purpose to oh, no, uh, counteract the negative impact. You, one, you can cut yourself. Two, I wouldn't want to pick up little pieces of glass either. But that's something that, you know, that always made me feel bad when it happened. And I get it out of the broken glass out of the house. I don't like broken dishes. You know, if there's a chip or anything, I don't think it's pure to have it around you. Then there's the four-leaf clover. 
the oranges ha- have been lost over time on this superstition, yet the belief can be found throughout numerous cultures. The variations of activating the good luck power of the clover ranges from simply wearing it around your neck to actually having to devour it. I've never heard about having to devour it. I've heard about wearing it around your neck. Oh, I hadn't heard about that. I just figured because they were so rare, it would be considered good luck just a habit. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure they probably, you know, does mean something like different plants have different, you know, meanings. So I would imagine that clover is lucky and then a four-leaf clover is like the luckiest. So I, I imagine that you're able to find something so rare has to account for luck. That's That's what I think. Well, again, all of these, uh, you know, whether it means something to you or not, it is something to reflect on and and use it as an exercise that if there's any connotation associated to bad luck, your job is to make sure it supports you with good luck. How about ringing bells? Bells have grown to be important parts of weddings and other important events. I, I know when they select a um, uh, the 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 pope, my God, the bells are ringing <laughs> as soon as they announce that they have the new pope in place. And this is due to the belief that the sound of the ringing bell scares away evil spirits. The idea first originated during the reign of Queen Elizabeth as a means to ask for prayers for the souls of those who have died and scare away evil spirits that took up, dwelled at the foot of the bed. I like bells Mm. ringing. Mm. You know, I I don't really think about, like, from from a superstition standpoint i don't really think about bells but as a musician i i think of bells are really great for marking occasions you know for for you know for alerting you of things like you know it's not just it's 12 o'clock or it's twelve thirty, but also you know someone is married someone is dead someone is doing something it's it's um I, I don't know for me to me it's it's more musical it's more sort of like a punctuation for momentous occasions. I, I don't think of it as any kind of superstition, but I would be very interested to look at that because I, I hadn't even considered that. Okay, but I love the sound of bells ringing. Oh, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I love the sound of water, like from waterfalls. Certain sounds have such good vibrations, and yeah. I would say ringing bells are one of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you like Maybe time? that's why one of my favorite melodies is Jingle Bells. Jingle ah. all the way. <laughs> Do you like wind chimes too? Yes, very much. Yes. And yeah, I think too. they're very healing, actually. Yes, yeah, so do I. Then there's the rabbit's foot. Good fortune is believed to be locked in the small package that is a rabbit's foot. Imagining what it takes to acquire the foot isn't the most visually appealing process, <laughs> but the benefits are said to outweigh the cringe factor. The superstition dates back to the 7th century B.C. and requires that the left foot of the rabbit be taken in order to harness the creature's magical powers. But I want to say something about that. It would hmm. never occur to me to go after a real rabbit and take his foot. I'm looking at the ones just like a teddy bear. You're not killing a bear to make it into a teddy bear. So when I think of the rabbit's foot, I think of that artificial dimension. Not a real rabbit, folks. They're adorable creatures. Leave them alone. (laughs) Leave them alone. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I I mean, again, I think, you know, in, in, in olden days or ancient days, perhaps rabbits you know had some kind of special meaning so therefore the idea of having their foot would grant you their luck or sacredness if you if you owned one i I guess that's where that that comes from um but i never yeah i'm with you i just don't so the idea of carrying a, a, a even even if it was fake just like the idea of carrying a a lucky rabbit's foot just does not appeal to me at all I can't even imagine it being a real one. That's way beyond my reality. 
A warm welcome to the chat room to someone I've not seen there before. Hollis Jesse, welcome. Uh, feel free to write any U.S. superstitions in the chat room, and perhaps we can talk about it on air. But welcome, and hopefully you'll come back again. We never saw you before. Okay, moving along to knocking on wood. It's a natural reaction for many to say knock on wood after making a statement that hope they hope will come to fruition. This superstition is thought to come from an ancient belief that good, positive spirits live in trees. So by knocking on a tree or object made of wood, it was believed you were directly calling on those spirits for protections. That's something we've done early on, too, when somebody says something, you go knock on wood. Uh, not only that you hope it comes to fruition, but that you hope nothing will get in the way of it coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Do you knock on wood, Carla? I do, I do. And I usually will knock on my head, you know, sort of like a joke, you know, when I say it, I'll yes. knock on wood, ha ha. And I did not even look up that uh, research for that one, so I did not know that but that makes perfect sense to me because i do have such a respect for trees i do just feel that there is some kind of presence like if you're in a park or a forest you can't well for me i can't help but feel that i am not alone that that trees have some kind of consciousness i really do feel that you know if you spend some time with a tree if you get to hug a tree you can feel you know that life force running through them and and you know perhaps you know just benefit from that energy so if so if the idea that you're saying is that by knocking on wood you're sort of uh all of the trees are related sort of kind of you know you're saying that by knocking on one tree you're basically you know knocking on all the trees i think that's fascinating and i i I did not know that and thank you for sharing that today i will do that more often now and i'll do i'll look for real wood (laughs) And I agree with you that there's something to be said for hugging a tree, taking a big smell deep, inhaling the flowers in your garden. I believe there's life force in those things, there's energy in those things, and I believe it's all for the good when you uh, connect with nature. Another thing to connect to, folks, that's all for the good is to listen to the show every day. And here's why in the wise words of Beverly Nadler. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. Indeed. Let's have that happen, folks. And you can have that happen simply by going to our website, JoyceBarryAndFriends.com, and right under my picture on the left side of the home page, it says follow. And if you click on that, you'll know about every show, every guest, and every topic. You will get an email, so you need not miss any of them. And for those of you that uh, have not had the opportunity yet to click on follow, 
I want to share one show with you right now that you really want to hear. And that was the show in our archives, Wednesday, March 11th, with Carla Lynn Hall. And the topic is, what do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you say when you don't what to say? And it was a great show for self-help. It truly, truly was a great show uh, with a very uh, informative information and an education. Uh, Carla, what do you want to say about that? You were my partner in that show, and you knocked it out of the ballpark. Why, thank you, Joyce. That was just a really fun show for me. I really believe that, you know, we're all greater than than we believe that we are, and it's so easy to see it in other people and, you know, sometimes harder, you know, to see for ourselves. And I just wanted to give people sort of, you know, just like a little inspiration to to hang in there and, and, you know, not give up. But I think most things that, that we do, you know, we can learn. Most things that we attempt to do can be learned and can be mastered. And if we're not sure, you know, how to proceed with something, there's a you know a methodology that you can use to sort of get unstuck and and that's what I was trying to provide and and I'm glad that you enjoyed it and and the listeners the listeners as well it was a, an incredible show in terms of self-help and supporting people. Another one was on March 9th. This is just in the last week. Uh, John Bell, who is my all-time favorite radio personality, with uh, John being a radio uh, personality for like 30-plus years, and Stefan Ryback, they shared the show. Stefan is my radio advisor, another one, except John was always in front of a mic, and Stefan was the advisor behind the scenes and that show is overcoming obstacles to the life you always dreamed of there again it was an extraordinary show with very very powerful information and then one more which would be yesterday's show although I can make a case for every show that we do (laughs) Beverly Nadler our health guru the nutrition complexion the Nutrition Complexion Connection. And Beverly spent uh, some time on the nutritional factors that go into having good, healthy skin. Uh, I don't know if you folks realize the problems that people have with their skin, from acne to patches to blotches. So she went a long way in explaining the nutritional things that will enhance your skin. And then in the second half of the show, I shared my favorite skin care products that are absolutely extraordinary and a lot of them have to do with essential oils so if you want to check out the skin care products that I endorse go to healthy and organic.net that's healthy and organic.net certified organic products and there are quite a few uh, regarding skin care let me just take one second to name one that literally only came out in the last week from this great company. It's called Neroli. Uh, I know most of you have heard about essential oils and their healing power, but what I've never heard of was a roll-on essential oil. I never even heard of such a thing. And this company created it. Uh, It helps with wrinkles, with stretch marks, with anti-aging. And it also, it, it gives you a joyful feeling. So there are incredible properties, incredible reasons to try this Neroli uh, as a uh, roll-on essential oil. I'm a big fan of essential oils. I'm also a big fan of Carla Lynn Hoyle. <laughs> mm-hmm. So without, without further ado, and, and Carla, we just shared that uh, radio a poem by Beverly Nadler. Did you? Would you like to make a comment on it since you're such a fan of the show? Well, I love Beverly Nadler's work. She always has something wise to say, and I can understand what you know why the two of you are such good friends because you have a similar mindset, and she just has such wonderful energy and and with her words. So I I just I enjoy you know every time that you share her with us. And I enjoy sharing you with the world at large. So now I want to talk a bit about, uh, with Carla, 
13 things you didn't know about Friday the 13th, these facts. Uh, the others were the superstitions, and a lot of them were designed for good luck. So um, first of all, it's not that rare. It happens at least once a year and as many as three times. Uh, and that happens when... Uh, there, it starts like with a Sunday usually. So that Friday, um, in in 2015, we have three of them: February, March, and November. So it's not that rare. I've often thought of it as once a year, but uh, in 15 we have three: uh, February, mm-hmm. March, and November. Did you know that, Carla? I didn't know about November, but I know this is our second one. We had one just last month. Right, exactly. Uh, the film Friday the 13th grossed nearly $40 million during its initial cinema run, according to uh, the Internet Movie Database. Fear of the number 13 is known as Tris K. Deckup. Phobia. (laughs) So that's the number 13, but the fear of Friday the 13th, and forgive me for my pronunciation here, Pariscavita ka triophobia. According to information from Time, the mini crash of Friday, October 13, 1989, was the second largest drop of the Dow history. That's for those of you who know a a thing or two about the stock market. A psychotherapist who specializes in the treatment of phobias asserts that 21 million Americans fear Friday the 13th, according to information from About.com. People in Spanish-speaking Nations via Tuesday the 13th, according to information from the Huffington Post. NASA was almost tragically unlucky with its Apollo 13 mission. The capsule was launched at 1313 on April 11, 1970, and the explosion that ultimately destroyed the craft took place on April 13th, which was a Monday. The ancient Chinese regard the number 13 as lucky, according to About.com. The ancient Egyptians also thought 13 brought good luck. Uh, So those are just some of the things that you didn't know. Any comments on any of those, Carla? Yes, actually, you mentioned about the Chinese. Now, also, uh, Chinese, if I'm not – oh, yes, yes – for them, when someone dies, they wear white. They don't wear black. So we were talking about the whole, uh, depending on your culture, what you understand is, you know, good luck and bad luck. It also will depend on where you're from. So whereas when we, like here in the Western world, if we are mourning, we will wear black. In China and in other places in Asia, they will wear white because that is, that's, that is their custom. Um, in India, brides don't wear white. They wear red. Red is a symbol of good luck. So it's, it's, again, it all comes down to where you're from and, and what you know. You know, all we know is what we know, and we have to be open to other cultures to understand, uh, you know, what's going on with us, not just what we know, what's right in front of us. So, again, question everything. That's, that's, that's my lesson for today. Soapbox over. Well, maybe. <laughs> and for those of you who like tattoos, and I'm certainly not one of them, I don't like them on anybody. I like I skin, beautiful skin. But they say that tattoo parlors around the country offer specials for those who choose to commemorate the day permanently, traditionally offering tattoos of the number 13 for only $13, according to Tattoo Artist Magazine. President <laughs> Roosevelt apparently suffered uh, from Triska Tech. Phobia. I forgot which one that one is. The Triska, the Triska one. There were two. One of Friday the Thirteenth yeah, and Triska one of De- Triska Decaphobia. That was the thirteen one. Oh, that was the straight thirteen. Yeah, okay, Triska I'm getting my phobias mixed up. And worried about being in an accident on Friday the Thirteenth, according to Oh my recent goodness, really? Washington oh, Post. Don't worry about this. The risk of being in a car crash on any Friday is higher than other days of the week, and people, uh, police attribute this fact to alcohol consumption. And mm. some people believe the fear of Friday the 13th goes back to the Garden of Eden. Supposedly, Eve offered Adam the forbidden fruit on Friday, and they were ejected from paradise. And to avoid the bad luck, you know, we talked about the things you can do, touch wood, cross your fingers, avoid black 
cats, don't look at the full moon through a pane of glass, and throw salt. This is another one over each shoulder. Have you yes. heard that one about this? Yes, you have. Yes, I have. That's oh. another witchy. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of like a, a. It's a. It's an interest of mine. I really like reading like these old, you know, witchy tales or you know these old superstitions. So yeah, that's definitely like a witchy thing. So those of you who are doing it and you don't know you're doing it, you're doing a witchy thing. Okay, just saying. Uh, okay. Why don't you, before I give you a personal survey, folks, uh, you might want to take the survey with Carla. Uh, so while she is sharing about her website, you might want to get a pad and pen and make note of uh, what you need to know if, so you can discern if you're really superstitious or not. Go ahead, Carla. Oh, oh you want me to tell you where I am and what I'm doing and all that other good stuff? No, tell you know, about your shows coming up. Oh, oh yes, 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 Tonight and your website. Oh, okay. So like the the, the non the soap uh, soapbox portion of my show. So let's see. So tonight, well, if you just want to come to uh, the website, I'm at rockstarlifelessons.com. That's my blog, and I'm also on Facebook. I'm at facebook.com/slash Carla Lynn. Hall fans, and it's spelled L-Y-N-N-E, the E is silent in my middle name, and I have a musical partner by the name of Curtis Beecraft, and we have a Facebook page together at facebook.com slash Curtis and Carla. Uh, we, we recently did a show, oh, we did um, the 13th, oh, we did the 13th, that was Friday the 13th, Will you, I think that was the 13th, yes, will you be my Valentine or not, that show that we did, um, so you can see that and listen to that in the archives. Uh, Curtis and I did the Joyce Berry and Friends show on last Friday the 13th. And let's see. And tonight we are performing at the Coffee Labs Roaster Coffee House, which is located in Terrytown, New York. That's Westchester. And it's located right next to the Terrytown Music Cafe. So if you're going to go maybe see something that's going on there or you just want to come out, and see us during or after. You come right on, right ahead, and the coffee there, coffee, tea, and, and the little smoothies they make there are, are delicious. And we will be playing there from about 8 to 10. It's going to be a great time for everyone, and it's going to be fun. So I hope we can see you tonight. Carla, I must say you just reminded me, and I just checked because I didn't remember that, yes, you did the February, Friday, the 13th yes, show with your partner, I just Curtis. Be clear. I know you've done several shows recently, Be My Valentine or Not, and that was on Friday the 13th. Wow, that is absolutely amazing because the 14th is Valentine's Day, and those of you who know the show know we don't do shows on the weekend. So we did a Friday the 13th, Be My yes. Valentine or Not, with the partners, Carla and Curtis. You're absolutely right. And, folks, the good news is it is in our archives. Carla, are you ready for this survey? Let's find out what's so. You ready? Yes. And, folks, you might want to take the survey as well. Uh, if you want to jot down notes, now's the time. Get out a pad and a pen and see where you stand with all of this. Okay. Do you believe Friday the 13th is unlucky? I know we spoke about some of these, but nope. I want you all to have benefit of all the questions. Go ahead, Carla. Nope. No one? No. Oh, yeah, nope. make a little statement with each one. Oh, oh, oh. I know we covered it before, but, but you <laughs> oh, know, you yeah, to refresh people's memory. Okay, I figured I made a lot of other statements. No, I do not agree or believe that. Which one? Which, which one were we? <laughs> Friday the 13th is unlucky. I do not believe that Friday the 13th is unlucky. Okay. Do you think something unlucky will happen to you today? No, I do not believe that anything lucky, unlucky will happen to me today. Good for you, Carla Lynn Hall. Do you think something lucky will happen to you today? I surely hope so. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. <laughs> That's the plan. I love always. that giggle. So, folks, you believe that giggle? I love the giggle. The woman who will never grow up. Um, I hope not. I would say already there are things in play that are lucky. Being on the show, I really believe, is a lucky thing because it has such good karma and such good energy. And I believe that your show tonight is going to be a lucky thing as well. I do, too. I have a really good feeling about it. What was your most unlucky Friday the 13th? Can you recall such a Friday the 13th? No, 
No, mm-mm. not to say that nothing bad ever happened. I just don't remember it. Nothing, you know, like nothing sticks in my mind to say, oh, my goodness, this Friday the 13th was the worst. Like, I, I don't have anything like that. I don't remember. That's a good thing. Do you yeah. do anything special on Friday the 13th to keep unlucky things from happening? No, not to keep. No, not not to keep unlucky things from happening, but because I do believe that Friday the 13th is a good luck day, I do like to take a take a minute to just sort of like have a a sit down and mental meditation of what I would like to accomplish for the day. Like I I want to see it see the things that I'm doing um you know turning out well and because I feel that that extra energy just you know, just really nails it and makes it happen. So for me, I am affirming that I, I use Friday the 13th as an affirmation that wonderful things are going to happen. Good for you, Carla. Would you rather stay in bed on Friday the 13th? We all know you're home today. You shared that earlier on. Uh, if, if I have a partner with me. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Can I tell you a quick joke? Pardon me? Oh, I was going to tell you a quick joke, but it might not be. Oh, go ahead. Of course, of course. Okay, I got this one from Bette Miller. Okay, so, um, so the joke is, this woman says my boyfriend member. I don't know if I could say that word. Um, the yeah, clinic, you can say the clinical say word? that word. Okay, I yes. can tell the weather by my boyfriend's penis in the morning. So, uh, so this friend, she said this to this other woman. She's like, really. And she's like, how, how, how can you tell? And she's like, well, that Miller goes, well, if his penis is hanging out at the, on the left side, that means it's going to be sunny. And if it's hanging out on the right side, that means it's going to rain. So the friend goes, well, what if it's standing straight up? And Ben Miller goes, well, who wants to go out on a day like that? <laughs> <laughs> that is very cute. It's funny because you said, may I say the word member? And I said, yes. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say the anatomy part. You said, oh, may I say oh, member? <laughs> oh, no, it is okay. To me, that is a part of the real world. That is a part of the human anatomy, so it is okay. We can live with that. And okay, it was thank you. cute. That was very cute. Okay. Um, what do you think is more unlucky than Friday the 13th? Um, being in bed and no partner. <laughs> Okay. Well, you asked. Yes. And did you know did you know it was Friday the 13th? This is for all of you out there the survey. Did you know it was Friday the 13th before you took the survey where you cognizant of the date? And of course, those of you that tuned in have been hearing about it for the last hour. So, but prior to the show, did you really realize it was Friday the 13th? Would you do something nice for someone today to make their Friday the 13th not unlucky? Yes. So that's what I want to say to all of you. Think about that. Think of something you could do that would make this a lucky day for someone because of some random act of kindness. Uh, That's your assignment for today, folks. Make it a lucky day for someone and starting with yourself. Uh, Carla, Great show as always, fun show. What would you like to say in wrapping it all up? Well, what you said just now actually really resonated with me about being lucky for someone else or helping someone else be lucky. Luck, in my opinion, is also just energy. So if you could do something nice for yourself, that's going to help you be, quote, unquote, luckier. And if you do something for someone else, you'll definitely make them feel luckier. So just remember, luck is also, it's, a, it's an energy, it's a mindset, and you do not have to feel uh, locked in by a date. So just remember, today is yours to do with as you wish. Go forward and have fun and enjoy this Friday the 13th on me. What you think about, you bring about. Think good thoughts, bring positive thoughts. Uh, Great show today, Carla. Fun as always. And this is my special prayer for all of you. Make this the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May this be the first day, the 
first day of extraordinary wishes granted and new dreams coming true. Make it the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. And folks, whatever day of the year it is, whatever day of the week it is, whatever day of the month it is, make it your day for attracting miracles. Just know that they are all around you. If only you believe they're there and you are open to receiving them. So celebrate those miracles, celebrate those opportunities, those resources, your friends. Go out, have fun, celebrate. Here is our celebration song. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Wow. <laughs> wow. Have a fantastic day wow. and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 